0: Might hurt you once, but never more. It's like trying to fly, but they your wings. And that's exactly why the cage sings.
1: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the 5th Deck Podcast, the Toronto Blue Jays Podcast. Here at The Athletic Toronto, I'm your host, Blake Murphy, coming to you from Las Vegas, where I will not get to see a Las Vegas 51s game the entire time I'm here. Um, they have not been at home. They're only at home tonight during my trip, and uh, that's not going to work out. Joining me via Skype, not in Vegas with me, uh, shocking at NBA Summer League, nobody wanted to talk baseball on a podcast, uh, Jonah Bierenbaum. Have to settle for you again, buddy. What's going
0: on? I'm doing okay, man. It's It, it kind of feels like I'm in Southern Las Vegas because I don't have air conditioning in my apartment, which is on the third floor of an old house. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm with you spiritually with respect to the heat, at least.
1: Yeah, it's been uh, my... The battle that I have internally where I don't like to wear shorts to, like, work things and then also... With those legs? Yeah. And then also want to walk as much as I can because I'm spending, like, ten hours at a time sitting down in a gym. Uh, it's been an interesting clash. I've been very yeah, that's, sweaty.
0: I, I feel like it's... you got to be... you got to start reconciling that by, you know, wearing jorts or capris. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I think what I'm going to do is just wear uh just wear a tank top today. Only just, a
0: tank top, no pants.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah.
0: Perfect. Um, that's my aesthetic.
1: Yeah. Just an extra long Michael Jordan North Carolina jersey that covers up what it needs to cover up.
0: Yeah, I like it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I don't want I don't know. Plus second
0: would be like a Michael Jordan Chicago White Sox jersey with just underwear. That's that's a strong look. Hanes underwear, of course. Of course. They're yeah. not animals.
1: Yeah. And you don't want your, uh, you know, you don't want your Lonzos and Levars hanging out, you know? So. <laughs> um, all right. Before this gets off the rails in the intro, let's talk some Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, when we talked here last week, we were, uh, it was before the Jays tipped off the series against the um, Houston Astros. That series did not go particularly well. Now, at the All Star break, the Toronto Blue Jays find themselves at 41 and 47. Um, that is what, the fourth worst record in the American League. Um, That leaves them eight and a half games back of the Boston Red Sox in the American League East. It leaves them five games back of the second wild card. Uh, Jonah, we went into all the kind of the details and the deeper feelings about potentially being sellers between this point and July 31st. Um, Going one and three against the Astros expected but the gap that they're looking at here did your you know did your feeling on the likelihood of a bit of a mini teardown increase after that series
0: well no because it, actually they they if you remember they split with the Astros oh they did split um, with the Astros happened, it just happened to be the most dispiriting split ever because the two games they lost uh, they lost by a margin of double digits they they got thumped by 18 runs right so they uh, were two and two fun.
1: but oh and four pythag
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh and right and and that's the thing is that, you know, if someone had told me leading into that series, especially after coming off a series victory in the Bronx that they would split uh, with the best team in the American League over a four-game series at home, you know, I wouldn't have been too disappointed, but it it was a highly dispiriting split because they just got so thoroughly destroyed in their two losses and I happened to be at both of those games and they were uh terrible to sit through. But um <laughs> yeah, I mean, a- as we discussed uh before the break, um you know, it, 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 as they move closer to the trade deadline, um, their trade assets, uh, the impending free agents um, in Jose Batista, Marco Estrada, Francisco Liriano, uh, Joe Smith, um, those guys really haven't seen uh, a return to form um, that would probably entice prospective suitors. So, um, yeah, they're going to, uh, and, and, You know, just based on the way that they've structured their rotation coming out of the break, the cynic in me wants to say that they're now prioritizing, showcasing their trade assets uh, over winning games. But, um, yeah, you know, the next few weeks are are definitely going to be uh, highly instructive. And uh, they're in a tough spot, but they're certainly not out of it.
1: Little bits of good news here. Maybe not good news, just reasons not to be all the way depressed about it yet. Uh, Fangraphs are good friends at Fangraphs. Bless the Daves over there. Uh, 21% playoff odds still for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, slight chance at the division and then about an 18% chance at snagging that wild card. Um, you know, a lot of that has to do with the relatively weaker uh, race this time around and, and how quickly the Jays might be able to make up those five games. But um, one in five shot at the playoffs is not, I mean, it sounds good given where they are. But it doesn't sound great given what the last two seasons have been like. Although again, they were right around this spot, maybe a couple games better each of the last two years. Um, those playoff odds do anything at all for you?
0: Um, it's look. I mean, the twenty percent, in addition to, I guess you could say, you know, the deadline addition of Aaron Sanchez and Miguel Montero. Um, oh, you're is, gonna you're gonna you know, be that guy, eh? Well. I mean, look, you know, Joe Biagini was really, really struggling uh, towards, uh, you know, the latter part uh, of his stay in the rotation. Oh, I understand Um, why
1: Aaron Sanchez is important, but he's not a deadline acquisition.
0: No, he's not. Um, But, um, you know, that being said, their roster uh, is decidedly improved uh, now in its current iteration uh, over what it was uh, three weeks ago. Um, But, yeah, look, they got a leapfrog you know, what is it, like six teams uh, to get to that second wild card spot. Um, and, you know, no matter what you look, no matter which metric you you fancy, um, you know, it's not encouraging. And they have to open up the second half uh, with a really, really tough stretch on the road going through Detroit, Cleveland, and Boston. Um, you know, the, their run differential is, I think, third worst in the American League now. Um, it's tough. It's tough. And, you know, the offense just hasn't come around um you know the pitching rotation has been uh, pretty disappointing. Uh, but that said, uh, you know the opportunity cost of going for it this year, which is to say not getting rid of their impending free agents via trade, and then maybe uh, upgrading the fringes of their roster. Um, isn't that significant because if you look at the guys that are go- they would potentially move, um, you're probably not going to see a considerable return for Jose Bautista, uh, for Marco Estrada, for Francisco Liriano. So, uh, you know, I-, I could see them not dismantling. And look, I mean, even, you know, consider the fact that Jose Batista has uh, 10 of 5 no trade rights. So that's another obstacle to uh, potentially work a deal uh, with him. So, yeah, uh, look, he's, he's not he's not going to go to a Jamba deuce city. No, come on! It's booster juice or bust. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, so I, I think the opportunity cost is actually uh, quite negligible in this case of, of sort of keeping the band together and, and making a push. Um, well, it's the catch uh,
1: twenty two that we talked about last week, right? And that if your assets are performing better and their values higher, well, you're probably not in a position to sell anyway.
0: Right, exactly. Um, so you know, if they come out of this road trip um, in a better, you know, closer to the postseason uh, than they are now. Uh, you know, they come home and they get to face, uh, Oakland. Uh, I think the, that weekend, uh, after returning home, they face the Angels, who are another fringy team. Uh, so, you know, if they can sort of make a little bit of hay on this tough road trip, you know, they're probably squarely back in contention for a wild card spot. And, uh, maybe they do opt to hang on to all of these guys and maybe make, you know, an addition or two, uh, to bolster their chances of, of sneaking into the wild card game. So, you know, it, and and another factor I think is is the fact that they're still first in the American League in attendance. Uh, they're averaging nearly forty thousand a night uh, at Rogers Center. Um, if you do decide to dismantle, you know, you're probably uh, deterring a lot of those fans from showing up in the dog days of August and into September. Uh, so, you know, considering the fact that I don't think that they're really sacrificing, they would be sacrificing all that much. Uh, by uh, keeping the the band together, so to speak, uh, I, I you know I could see them loading up uh, and and you know making one last push uh, with this crew.
1: Okay, uh, potentially help coming. Maybe I mean it's it could be low end help, but it might be something um, given the injuries they dealt with. You mentioned Aaron Sanchez. You mentioned Miguel Montero. Uh, Anthony Alford started a rehab assignment the the other day. Um, that was what Wednesday at High A. He went 0 for 3 with a strikeout, um, but he could be on the way back. And, you know, I know that's not maybe not a big needle mover after he's just lost half a season. Um, But he was having a really nice season in double eight before he got that quick cup of coffee and then got hurt. Um, Do you see him or any other uh, prospect? You know, I think Pompey's still on the 60 day with a leg thing now. Um, Mm. Is there is there any other help coming internally?
0: Uh, it seems unlikely uh, at this point. There's certainly not any impact guys uh, outside of Alfred that I could imagine. Potentially Dalton Mompe, who has started uh, playing in rehab games. Oh good. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Alfred is the guy uh, who you could actually foresee making an impact if he is, uh, if he if the Blue Jays do end up uh, activating him to the active roster. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is this has been uh, their problem sort of for a while. Is that they just haven't been able uh, to graduate impact players uh, to the active roster. Uh, and you know, that's why they've had to rely exclusively on external upgrades, uh, when they wanted to uh, make improvements, uh, to their 25 man crew. Uh, so outside of him, uh, no, probably not. So if they do look to, to upgrade, uh, as the trade, de- trade deadline nears, uh, they're going to have to look outside the organization. Most likely
1: also playing in that high a game, by the way, Oh, Beau Bichette.
0: Ball, baby. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Boba um, Played in the Futures game this season at single A, at low A, um, he, or regular A, has hit 384, 448, 623. A ridiculous 200 WRC plus, over 70 games. He's still just 19 um, and, like, not even pushing 20. He's on the early half of 19. He's now joined high A Dunedin. Um, Homer's right out of the gate. Man, that's that's really exciting. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, promoted alongside him. Uh, less... Of a, of a hit the ground running but he had a wrc plus of 150 over 71 games um, with lansing and he's just turned 18 a couple months ago um i know this doesn't have any material impact on this year but i feel like we we just kind of pushed past it really quickly last week um now that these guys have earned the promotion to and man how excited are you about these just mashing large teens
0: yeah it's insane uh, it's absolutely insane. The Blue Jays haven't had position player prospects of this caliber uh, in, you know, a, a generation they, of, of position fandom. It's,
1: prospects of this caliber, like, don't exist, really. Like no, no. I mean, Vlad, a, Vlad was what, number number two
0: on Baseball America? He was, and he I believe he was number eight on Keith Law's midseason prospect. Yeah, and, and Bo Bichette today.
1: was top 50 on Baseball America. I think he came in at 44 or
0: something. Yeah, Um, he did, Uh, and yeah, Vladdy went two for four in the Futures game. Uh, Of course he did. It's pretty insane, and if you read, yeah, the scouting reports on him, uh, you know, he's more advanced than his freaking father, Uh, you know, soon-to-be Hall of Famer, Vladimir Guerrero, probably the most, you know, preternaturally gifted hitter uh, I've ever watched. Oh, you mean the guy Uh, who drops
1: drops to a knee and hits homers off a (laughs) bounce?
0: Off bouncing pitches, yeah. uh, He's more advanced than his dad was um, at you know, these respective levels, uh, and at a younger age too. So it's insane. And, uh, yeah, that's the thing is that, um, you know, I feel like even a year ago, people were really, really, uh, you know, pessimistic about the future of the blue Jays. Um, and you know, what a difference a year makes because it, it, you know, they now have, you know, two jewels of, uh, the minor leagues right now. Uh, and two, you know, insanely valuable assets and, uh, you know, guys who, uh, in tandem, uh, you know, inspire optimism about the future of this team beyond the current uh, competitive window. So uh, it's really, really encouraging. And it's just so much fun to watch these large teens uh, rake.
1: Yeah, these large teens rake. Um, a question, quick question for you before we move on to um, more relevant things. Um, Bobochet if he didn't look like a cherub, do you think he would have gotten the prospect buzz a little earlier?
0: Uh oh yeah for sure I mean aesthetic plays a part you know and if you look all cherubic uh, you know you're probably gonna be uh, discounted a little bit so that was a factor but the Blue Jays are unsweet or unfazed by such factors and that's why they gobbled him up and uh, that's why uh, he's probably gonna be the big leagues maybe summer of twenty eighteen nah probably twenty nineteen how about twenty
1: seventeen. Let's do it.
0: Look, Let's man, get nuts. Put him at second base tomorrow.
1: Look, is the pitching at Lansing materially better than the pitching he'd face in the major leagues?
0: No. It's probably, like, I would imagine the pitching at Lansing is, at, is at worst, as good as, like, the Orioles pitching.
1: Yeah, hit or sit. Yeah. It's like, look, that's where Kevin that's, Gossman belongs right now, right?
0: Right. Either they're, uh, you know, pitching for the uh, all-star team at the bottom of the sea.
1: Yeah, well, there's that. Um, okay, <laughs> so because we're a little light on topics, uh, since the Jays haven't played a ton since we talked last week, we put out a quick call for questions. Thank God we didn't get very many, uh, because yeah. the Q&A shows can get really bogged down. Um, some people seem to think this was an episode of Sportsfeld with the caliber of questions we received. It is not.
0: I'll, I'll take responsibility for that, though.
1: Yeah, it, it is not. um uh, so we'll try to answer a couple of these um we're gonna skip over questions like the one from Sandy Dad I think that's not really within the spirit of the athletic Toronto's fifth Deck podcast um it would fit on the deleted episode that maybe we'll we'll post one day.
0: Um, I can't wait to hear that one
1: yeah that was a a sportsfeld episode that never got never got aired um anyway so the the first question comes from Brandon Wiley and his question for you Jonah. Why aren't you more interested in Eduardo Nunez?
0: Yeah, and I'm not not interested in Eduardo Nunez. He's been, he's been pretty much a league average hitter for the last three years. He was almost a three-win player in 2016. Um, but, you know, he hits from the same side of the plate as Steve Pierce. Uh, he's not regarded as, uh, as an above-average defender. At best, he's probably average. Um, and I don't think that he can play second base. It's not a position he's really played uh at the major league level in any uh, significant sample and he's pretty much been a corner outfielder uh for you know the last three years or so oh no the last four or five years or so so
1: yeah he gets uh, those occasional nibbles at third and short um but i mean he wouldn't play either of those spots for the blue jays and then you mentioned yeah, second base he's played 145 innings there in his career but more than half of those came back in 2011.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's been a while. He's not really an infielder anymore. Uh, the Yankees tried to make him an infielder, and uh, he it didn't really work out. Um, that said, uh, you know he isn't a you know he he doesn't make a lot of money. He'll be a free agent at season end. Uh, he would be a nice little piece. I'm not really sure where you would play him because um, you can't really move Steve Pierce uh, into the DH spot because Kendrys Morales is there, and you know you have Ezekiel Carrera who's done a fine job hitting from the left side. Um, In that left field platoon role So, uh, you know, I don't really envision An opportunity for him to get A a whole lot of at-bats on this Blue Jays team, but um, You know, I like him as outfield depth As another guy you can run out there Um, Maybe even give Jose Batista a day off Once this year, but uh, Yeah, I'm not sure where he fits on the roster, truthfully Nah, you
1: don't need to give Jose Batista a day off Um, Yeah, the other thing With moving Steve Pierce to the DH spot is he hasn't hit Particularly well, but we have a question about Steve Pierce We'll get to in a little bit um, sure. The next question comes from. Wait
0: wait wait wait, 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 wait! Before we move on to the next question, that said, um, there are you know I, I would consider trading for all three of the San Francisco Giants outfielders from Nunez uh, to Denard Span to Hunter Pence, who has another year left on his deal after this one um, and could probably be had at a discount because he's been pretty terrible this year and injured. Um, I would but, love
1: some uh, Hunter Pence, man.
0: Oh, that would be amazing, um, and he could, uh, you know, definitely fill in in right field next year uh, when Jose Batista likely departs. He's definitely not getting, uh, you know, his. The Blue Jays are not exercising their side of the mutual option, that's for sure, uh, and in all probability, uh, he walks because they're not going to resign him to play right field. Um, so, yeah, I would consider making a, a move for 100 pence for sure.
1: There you go. Um, I will pocket the hot hot Jose Batista take that I would like to give. In honor of someone, but uh, I actually don't have a Jose, a hot Jose Batista. But I'm fine with him playing right field
0: forever. Yeah, it's true. So sign him, you know, sign him in perpetuity. I'm cool with that. Sorry, sneezing over here. Jeez. Uh, it's dust. It's dusty up there in the desert.
1: Dude, I, I was walking home from the arena the other night, and I got like dust blown in my eye. And honestly, my eye was like swollen and gross for like thirty six hours. I just That's couldn't get it out. I was like r- running under the tap. Um, it was weird. It was. Thank God, I no one cares what sports writers look like in the field.
0: Was Was your ability to assess like the Raptors fringe players compromised? No, no.
1: It's summer league. They're all still the best. And Excellent. Yeah, they'll never bust. Everything is good. Um, Yeah, they're fine. Terrific. Um, Next question comes from Dane Bellback. Which Blue Jay pitcher do you think you could have the best chance of getting a hit off of? Which hitter the best chance you could K? Uh, My answer for both of these is I wouldn't have a prayer in either case. Uh, But, Jonah, you have actually some baseball experience. You can throw, what, low 70s from the left side? You might have an actual (laughs) answer to this question.
0: Uh, no, I mean, I, I couldn't, I mean, as, as drew fair service could probably attest, uh, my longtime teammate in the Toronto men's baseball league, I'm having a down year at the plate this year, man. Uh, my swing just hasn't felt, uh, too kosher. Um, you know, I'm getting old. is that
1: a descriptor of swings? It is now kosher. Like um, I, I can imagine this old scout, like leaned over the railing at a high school game and I, well, you know, he's got a, a good body. He's got that good baseball face, very kosher swing.
0: Yeah, the swing isn't look. He takes like a big drag from his cigar. The swing doesn't look too kosher anymore. There you go. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know which which. The, okay, let's say the guy I could probably make contact <laughs> off. And I'm not saying put the ball in play, but like not nah, just get d- just blown away. Uh, well, they would all blow me away. They're big leaguers for Christ's sake. But uh, I don't know. Uh, Aaron Loop. I'm a right-handed hitter. Maybe Aaron Loop or Mike Bolsinger. Yeah, um,
1: who's got the lowest the lowest velo on the team? Because I mean. You would think the, one of the biggest gaps would be – I mean, you're not going to have a prayer probably at picking up anything that's not just like fastball changeup. But mm-hmm. – um, so I, I would just pick whoever has the – whoever comes in at the lowest velocity because I, th- I would think bat speed would be the biggest impediment to making yeah, contact. Me, I, you know, I it would really speed me up from all the slow pitch at-bats that I've had, which is the – sure. almost the entirety of my baseball career.
0: Yeah. I, okay. Again, I would not make contact off any of these guys, but like, I don't know, probably these lowest velos probably, like, it could be Marco Estrada, Um You know, uh, Marco Strada, maybe Bolsinger or Harrell. Um, I would not be a tough at bat for any of these guys. Let me just say that.
1: No, I can't imagine. If you're, yeah. uh, if you're struggling in your league. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, man. Probably wouldn't fare too well against big leaguers. You're right. Good point.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Dane, we don't have a good answer for your question. There's not enough ego on this uh on this episode of the podcast, I guess.
0: Yeah. We have more and questions.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: I was just I was just, you know, thinking about which one I would have the best chance of striking out and the answer is none. They would all rip my tits, you know, wow. with little regard for human life.
1: Yeah. They would be yeah. I'm not going to follow that that comment. Um, All right. We've got more questions. Uh, The next one comes from Grouper's Mullet. I'm going to edit this for uh, cleanliness on the podcast. And again, (laughs) sorry, guys, uh, if this were a SportsFeld episode, obviously, um, we'd get into it. Uh, Steve Pierce, trade or keep?
0: Yeah, I would keep Steve Pierce. Um, I would more seriously consider the possibility of eating the money on Kendry's Morales' deal and trying to get uh, something back for him. Uh, but next year with Jose Batista likely not coming back, uh, you know, you're going to have two outfield corners to fill. Uh, maybe one of those goes to Anthony Alford. Maybe you sign a free agent like, well, I don't know, JD Martinez, uh, to fill the other one. But, uh, you know, I like the idea of having Steve as outfield depth. Uh, we saw this year, you know, what happens when you neglect to, uh, build up your depth. Um, you know, if you can find a way to, you know, get someone to take on Kendrys, you know, Steve Pierce can maybe DH for you. Uh, you know, he can come off the bench uh, and pinch hit. Uh, he can also provide some outfield depth. So, uh, you know, and, and frankly, you know, following that horrific, horrific April, uh, since he uh, since the start of May, he's a nine ninety two OPS. And, you know, that's only over ninety three plate appearances. Uh, but he's been raking. Uh, and Ninety three
1: plate appearances is like two full seasons for Steve Pierce.
0: He, well, exactly. And that's the thing is that, you know, he, he doesn't uh, he's not a high volume player. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> that is
1: it. Um, what a delicate way to put
0: that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that will speak is my forte. But no, I mean, look, he's hit really, really well uh, since the start of May. Uh, he's missed a lot of time. He hasn't played a ton of games. But uh, yeah, I like the idea of hanging on to Steve Pearson, having him, uh, you know, provide depth at uh, the NFL corners next year. Uh, probably at first base, uh, maybe give uh, all star starter Justin Smoke uh, a little bit of time off. That's Jose uh, Batista's
1: full-time position next year, though.
0: Right, exactly. My mistake. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, you know, unless you're blown away, uh, which you won't be, uh, on an offer for Steve Pierce, I would, I would hang on to Pierce. All
1: right, then. Well, hang on to Steve Pierce. Uh, we have a question from our boy, The Zoobs. Uh, this is not a baseball question. Did you ever get the feeling like you've had a haircut, but you didn't have one?
0: Yeah, I'm all itchy back here. Um, oh, boy. And to that, I mean, Zoobs obviously... Um, you know, I, I hope he's listening. I would, my, my response would be, what are we doing? We're not men. Um, yeah, there's no way Zoobs
1: is listening. A video game called Fire Pro Wrestling came out last week. There's no way Uh Zoobs is doing anything in his free time, but maintaining the Honey Love Food Instagram account and playing Fire Pro Wrestling right now.
0: He has, he has, like, the idealized life now, eh? Like, he's just the happiest a person yeah. can possibly be.
1: He has, like, 17 Instagram accounts for all the ways in which he's happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, sh- I have one. Shout it's out to our boy, sad. The Zoobs. Yeah, yours was yes. really sad the other day.
0: Well, I mean, I, to be fair, I was I took that Instagram in the middle of the Jays, ate 19 to 1 loss, and I had been drinking – yeah, and, uh,
1: and I wasn't there with you because apparently you I never to... I never go to games from our flex pack.
0: Oh wow, and I just got a, just got an alert uh, from the score. The White Sox have traded Jose Quintana to the Cubs in a five-player deal.
1: Interesting, breaking news wow. here on the podcast. There you go. Yeah, um, we we went through a run with that uh, on the Raptors edition of this podcast. For like a couple weeks in a row, we kept running into news as we were recording, which is an issue. Not an issue right now because we're posting this right after, but it's an issue. On podcast when you're recording a day early.
0: (laughs) Yo, oh, definitely.
1: Um, All right. We got a question from Mr. Butter Chicken. And, uh, you know, again, not a serious question, but pertinent to our conversation earlier about the Vegas heat. Uh, Don't you hate it when it's really hot and if you wear an undershirt, you overheat, but if you don't, you get pit stains. What's the solution? Uh, If I had a solution... I would have been a lot more presentable over the last couple of days in Vegas. <laughs> I don't have a solution. I'm a proponent of the layers because, you know, I'd rather that than sweating clean through my shirt, which is probably what would happen. Um, Jonah, mm-hmm. do you have a better solution here?
0: Nope. I'm uh, I'm on your side uh, in this issue as well. Uh, I'm a layers guy. Even when it's, like, you know, 35 degrees uh, with humidity, you know, I'm wearing a T-shirt and then, like, you know, a, an open short sleeve button down on top of that. I'm a layers guy. I'd rather uh, not get pit stains. Uh, I'm a button down. So, you know, I'll overheat. I'll take the L.
1: And again, just uh, just wear a long jersey that covers everything. You're fine. Right. Um, I have a friend, and I'm not going to name him, but he's a proponent of wearing um, like a wife beater underneath a shirt as mm-hmm. a layer, which I don't really see the point of what does that accomplish? you're not covering the pits, right? If there were something that's an opposite – of the wife beater that only just covered sleeves. Yeah, like yeah. like I'm picturing like almost like like just shoulder pads that wrap underneath mm-hmm. the pits. If that were something that existed, I would layer up with that, but covering my like my my belly is not sweating profusely. It's uh yeah. Yeah, we need uh we need some fashion some fashion advice on this on this podcast apparently. All right, one more question because we're going to skip sandwich dads. Um, good idea. This is from uh, Danny Midaw, if I'm saying that right. Um, would you rather have a root canal or have to wear a Kansas City Royals uniform around for a week? Ugh. Yeah, I, look,
0: I've never had a root canal. Um, my, uh, my oral hygiene is, I wouldn't say it's elite. But, like, it's pretty good, you know, to the point where, you know, I've only had a few cavities in my life, only a handful. Um, so I, I can't attest to how unpleasant that experience is, but I can't imagine it's more unpleasant than having a wear of goddamn Kansas City Royals jersey. Like, they don't they don't have any good players. You know, when they won the World Series, no good players. This is the first team to ever win the World Series with literally 25 bad players. So, no, I would, I would put you know, give me the gas, put me in the seat. I'll take the root canal over wearing a friggin' Alcides Escobar jersey. All
1: right, I gotta, I gotta admit something here. So you know how I've gone around and I did those trips for a couple of years where I'd go to a bunch of stadiums, and mm-hmm. it, it's, it's been cut off at 21 right now. But um, I would get something at every one of those stadiums. Uh, whether it, uh-huh. had, whether it be a hat or a giveaway day or whatever, for a while I don't have it anymore. But I had a Mike Moustakis jersey. Yikes. Yeah, it was uh. It's not my finest purchase,
0: and it's it, it it was a Royals jersey, right? Just clarifying, it wasn't like a Boston Red Sox jersey, because like they're no. probably gonna trade him to the Red Sox.
1: No, it was a Royals one. Um, I would no Boston. I got. I think Boston is the only place I didn't get anything from, because I'm gonna get big. some. I gotta get some Red Sox stuff. Do you? No. Yeah. No. Who's who's gonna get Red Sox stuff? I mean, in retrospect, I wouldn't have got Royals stuff either, but. You know, at the time that was the that was kind of the gimmick of the trip is to get something everywhere. I got a Grady Sizemore So at this time when the That's time when legit. I was in Cleveland. No no no, Sizemore. it gets better than just a Grady Sizemore thing. I wish I still had this shirt. Oh man. Um so at the time that I went to Cleveland, Grady Sizemore was like at the at the height of being Grady Sizemore. They were selling Grady Sizemore t shirts that weren't shirseys, but they were like Affliction style designs, but instead of affliction, it had it said like Grady Sizemore on it.
0: That's insane.
1: It was, it was like I bought it because it was so awful. Um, I wish I still had it, I have no idea what happened to it, but it is like not only the worst shirt I've ever owned, but maybe the worst team shirt I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I mean, Grady was their man, right? You yeah. know, it's uh, it's a shame that he just uh, his body just exploded, but yeah, uh, yeah.
1: That's rough. Um, all right. Well, what's – uh? can we jump off from there to anything? I need a new Jays uh, hat actually, but I don't uh, – you know my weird-shaped head that that's a tough purchase. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, you know, it's – I don't know. I don't know. It's, I'm actually uh, super you know,
1: disappointed just, I'm not going to get to a 51s game while I'm here. I know it dude, I, uh, came on the all break,
0: but – Yeah, I mean, I've been to Vegas twice now and my first time. Uh, I got out to a 51s game. It was like an afternoon game. Oh, God. Uh, and like kids day. So it was like rammed with kids. And it was like honestly 45 degrees. Um, and it's like, you know, it's well off the strip. So like it's it's kind of inconvenient to get to. But like we sat there and my dad like befriended this like retired cop. And, you know, I was just sitting there watching. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember the big leaguers who were in that. Well, big leaguers who were in that game it was like Colin Cowgill, And uh, there's probably like one other. And uh, yeah, it it was bad baseball, but it was a great time. Um, Minor League Baseball is is highly entertaining. Um, And, you know, we were just sitting there, you know, stewing in our own juices uh, at like, I think it's called like Cashman Field or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good times, man. I mean, it's too bad you couldn't get out there.
1: Yeah, they play at um, seven o'clock local time tonight, but that's the same time the Raptors play. It. So, you know, kind of. Someone not else can the,
0: cover the Raptors.
1: Not within the spirit of the trip to miss miss the Fair Raptors enough. game. Um, all right, man. Uh, I think we got thirty more minutes than we expected to get out of this uh, All Star week. Thirty too week. many. Yeah. Um, do you have any any parting shots? Any uh, any thoughts to get out there before we before we let you go?
0: I do think it's interesting uh, that the Blue Jays have decided to come out of the All Star break going Aaron Sanchez, Francisco Liriano, uh, Marco Estrada. um, And, you know, just pursuant to my earlier point, it does feel sort of like they're, you know, moving into like, okay, getting trades and getting something back to these guys is maybe uh, the top priority right now. Uh, But if they win those starts, like let's say they sweep this weekend. Um, you know, it feels like their approach probably changes. So it's very touch and go right now. Um, and uh, you know, uh, they're not out of it. They're they're not really in it, but they're not out of it. That's a
1: that's a good way to put it. They're not they're not good, but they're not quite bad. But yet. who is? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, when's our next game? Not till twenty fourth, eh? Uh,
0: the Monday Oakland, against Oakland.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll actually
1: get to one. I hope guess not. what our last four games.
0: It's insane. Unbelievable. You, you went in on a you went in on a game pack and like we've been had we've had to sell your ticket. Well, I think. okay,
1: yeah. look, two of them I was in Europe. One of them was the night before uh, NBA free agency opened, and like it was opening at midnight that night. And one was uh, I was here in Vegas. So yeah, well, I don't know what to do, stop, man.
0: Stop having such a robust career and stop being, you know, selfish and getting a girlfriend and going to Europe. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's pretty it's pretty simple.
1: Yeah, it is. And once once <laughs> I'm back from Vegas and then Newfoundland, um it will uh you know, basketball stuff really eases up. So August I'll just live at the dome.
0: Yeah, you'll be there for the playoff push.
1: Yeah, of course. Just like the last year. I'm two not years. saying
0: the Blue Jays playoff push, but you know some, a playoff
1: push. Yeah. Conceivably some, some team, team making yeah. a playoff push will be there. Um, yeah. All right, man. Uh, you have a great day. Thanks so much for coming on, Jonah.
0: Thanks, buddy.
1: Oh, by the way, people can follow you at Beer and Ball and read your stuff at the score. I always forget the plug because you've come on so much now.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's understandable. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on, pal.
1: All right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.
0: Got it, got it for cheap. Might hurt you once, but never no more. It's like trying to fly, but they clip in your wings. And that's exactly why the cage Bird sings.
1: Got it, got it for cheap.